0: Hello and welcome to episode number 159 of the Property Magic podcast. In this episode, I'm going to talk about the very topical interest rate crisis that we're all facing right now and the impact this will have on your property investing and the property market. This is probably one of the most important podcast episodes I've done in recent time, so I'd really encourage you to listen very carefully. Now first of all I want to give you just a little bit of basic education about mortgages um, just to make sure we're all talking the same terminology here. Now there are lots of different types of mortgages you can get, a residential for your for your home, you get an investment mortgage for your buy-to-lets and HMOs etc. And one of the decisions you make when you take out a mortgage is Do you want to have a variable mortgage where the interest rate goes up and down depending on the bank's standard variable rate, often linked to the Bank of England base rate? Or do you want to have a fixed mortgage where the payments are fixed for a period of time? Now, most people, and certainly I'm speaking for myself here, I like to have some stability. I prefer to have fixed rates Even if that means paying a little bit more, because at least I know with certainty how much I'm going to be paying on my mortgage. And for many, many months now, if you've been listening to this podcast, uh, all my students, I've been suggesting that they might want to think about remortgaging, seeing interest rates going up as they are. I said, look, you might want to remortgage and fix your interest rates for a period of time. And many of my clients who've taken action like me have been able to lock in really good rates. Those people who maybe haven't listened or haven't taken action are having challenges right now. Now, when you fix your interest rates, you might fix for two years or five years, whatever. Um, If you do decide to pay that back in that period, you often have what's called a redemption penalty. So just be careful of that. Um, you need to make sure if you're fixing, you're happy to fix for that period of time. Because if you pay it back early, you're going to pay a penalty. Um, and then after that redemption period, you move on what's onto what's called the standard variable rate for that lender, the SVR. Now, what many people do, that's the time they then remortgage onto a new mortgage product. Uh, Many people don't bother remortgaging. And that's where banks make a lot of money because that standard variable rate is normally a higher rate. Back in the mid 2000s, uh, the standard variable rate was about 6%. And that's why I teach all of my students to use 6% when they stack their deals. Now, reality For the last 10 years, the Bank of England base rate has been incredibly low, and we could get mortgages for a lot less than 6%. So that meant if you use 6%, you're making more money than expected. And what it meant was you're only doing really good deals that give you great cash flow. I see a lot of investors and some other trainers, unfortunately, using the actual pay rate, which might have been 3 or 4%, thinking they're making lots of money on their deal. But at 6%, actually, it wouldn't be such a good deal, in my opinion. So I think it's always Cautious to use that. And many of my students have come back to me saying, Hey, Simon, given what's happening now, should we be using seven, eight, or even 9% to stack our deals? So let's talk about what's happening right now in the market. And this is very, very topical. There's a lot's happened over the last couple of weeks. And this is why I'm doing this podcast for you right now with this update. So there is massive uncertainty in the market. Uh, No one knows what's going to happen to the property market. No one knows what's going to happen to interest rates. Banks are very, very cautious. They are all raising their interest rates. Um, I spoke to a, a broker, a friend of mine who does a lot of my mortgages, and he says he has got lots of cases at the moment that just do not stack up, particularly single lets. The banks have raised not only the interest rates, but the stress tests that they use to check the affordability. This is also for home purchases and also for investments. And he said one lender was using 8.99% as a stress test, which means most properties just don't stack up. Now, unless you're doing HMOs, houses of multiple occupation, which have very high cash flow, those are still absolutely fine, which is one of the reasons why I think you should be doing those right now. But he said a normal single buy to let property, they just don't work. <clears throat> and so, what does this actually mean for you? Well, I've got one single let that actually um I remortgaged many of my properties months and months ago as I was telling other people to do, which is great. I'm really pleased I did that. But there was this one property that I was thinking about selling. I thought, you know what? It's not got a fantastic rental. It's not done a huge amount. I'm probably going to sell this. It was one I bought up north um, for no money down. It was one of those deals that seemed like a great deal at the time. But knowing what I know now with hindsight, um, I probably wouldn't buy that property again if I had a second chance. you know. And anyone who's got a number of properties and been in property for a, a period of time, if they're honest, they'll all have some properties like that. So I was thinking about selling it. I thought, you know what? It's making money. I might as well just hold on to it. So I've just recently decided to hold on to it. And this is one of the properties. My My broker, he can't he can't place it. You know, the rental income makes me cash flow now, but it's not enough based on the highest stress test. So I'm either going to have to leave it with the current lender, which I might do, or I might go back to the plan of actually selling that property. And my broker has got lots and lots of cases like this that just don't stack up right now. One of my masterminders shared with me that she had a mortgage offer on the condition that she increased her rent by £70 per month to actually make it work. So, What does all this mean? What's going to happen to interest rates? Well, we've got this massive uncertainty still about pound sterling and also political instability. But I believe that actually once we've got over this period, I think things are going to settle down a bit. So actually maybe waiting a couple of months to let things settle down might be a good idea. And I think they're probably going to settle at maybe, you know, in the next three or four years, I think we'll be to five or six percent, which are the interest rates we had before the credit crunch that happened in 2000. You know, the Bank of England, when the credit crunch came, they had to the the government had to bail out some of the major banks. so They didn't fall over and the interest rates dropped down. We've we've all got used to this very low interest rates. Well, it's going to go back more to, I think, five or six percent. Now, why do I say this? Well, actually, right now. I, with my wife, we're looking for our dream home to buy. And we found a lovely property that I, I really want to buy. And so I spoke to my bank. Now, recently I opened up a bank account with Cootes Private Bank. So I called them about their mortgages and I had a really interesting conversation. Now, normally, if you get a variable rate mortgage, and I wouldn't want variable right now because I think, you know, rates could go up a little bit more before they come down. So I said to this mortgage broker, this advisor at no, I want to have a fixed mortgage. Now, if you have a two-year fixed mortgage for the last 10 years or so, generally, those are lower interest rate than maybe a five-year fixed mortgage. Because we've had such low rates for many years, Most banks feel that, well, rates might well go up in the future. So that's why a five-year fixed was generally a higher interest rate than a two-year fixed. But I would often take the decision to fix for five years because I just wanted that certainty. However, and what I'm about to share with you, I've never, ever heard before, but I think it's a real indication of what could happen to future interest rates. The mortgage advisor said to me, well, A two year fix was a certain percentage in the fives, but actually a five year fix was a lower interest rate. Let me say that again. He was saying the two year fix was higher than a five year fix. Now, that suggests to me. That actually, although there's massive uncertainty right now, this particular bank expect rates to settle down. That's why they give a lower rate for a five year fix. I've said before, I've never, ever heard that. So right now we've got massive uncertainty, but I do expect it's going to calm down. So what does this mean for you and your property investing? Well, look. A lot of people who want to buy property right now are not going to be able to buy because they just won't be able to get the mortgages. That's homeowners and also investors. What that means is many property sales that have been agreed are going to fall through and those properties are going to come back onto the market. Also, add to all that the properties that landlords are putting on the market because they want to get out of the market. I believe, and my view on this has literally just changed in the last couple of weeks, I believe there could be an oversupply, more supply than there is demand, because people who want to buy won't actually able to buy. And so I believe this could lead to a property market crash. For the last six months or so, I've been saying, actually, I don't think we will have a crash. I think we'll have a little bit of a correction, but I don't think we'll have a big crash. But now... I think we could have a crash. And this is a change, in my opinion, just because of what's happening, the difficulty of getting mortgages right now. The last time this happened, the last time it was difficult to get finance was back in 2008, 2009. And people wanted to buy property, but they couldn't buy property. That's why the market crashed down so much. And one of the problems was the inability to get finance. So what's the solution? Do we just sit on our hands and do nothing? No, absolutely not. If the market does correct or even crash, It's a great time to be buying property as long as you know what you're doing. So I think the next two years, one or two years, is going to be an incredible time to be investing. But you need to be doing it now. So what you should be doing... I believe is high cash flow strategies and hopefully recession proof ones. If you listen to my podcast last week, I was sharing about what I believe is some of the recession proof strategies such as HMOs and serviced accommodation when done correctly. Um, So you want those high cash flow strategies, first of all, or you want strategies that don't need mortgages. So picking up properties from landlords and doing rent to rent could work really well doing purchase lease options which is similar to rent to rent but better because you get the right to buy as well or maybe doing vendor finance where you don't need mortgages now if you look back through my past episodes on um, on these strategies you can get a lot more information all about rent to rent proposals and even vendor finance so i encourage you to go back and look because it, these strategies that are ones that we use we can use them all the time in in a growing market, but particularly in a falling market, these are the ones you need to know about. And actually, very timely, um, we are doing some training for my mastermind students all about HMOs because they give such high cash flow and they really are a recession-proof strategy. So I'm doing some free training for everyone on my database, um, all about HMOs. You might want to go and check it out, and I encourage you to take action. You know. People who listen to my podcast and take action generally do quite well, such as fixing interest rates months and months ago. Guys, Is one of those times you want to take action right now. So I encourage you to go and check out www.hmocourse.co.uk. www.hmocourse.co.uk. Now, HMOs are seen as a more advanced strategy. Um... And yes, they are. But when you know what to do, actually, it's not as difficult as you might think it is. So if you are new to property, could your first property be an HMO? Yes, it could, as long as you know what you're doing. If you're already investing in property and you've got single lets, you really should be thinking about increasing the cash flow, maybe repurposing some of those to HMOs. Or if you're doing HMOs, if you're not making the kind of profit you should make, you need to come and listen to this training. So go and check out. It's free training for you. www.hmocourse.co.uk. Go and check it out. Until next time, remember to always invest with knowledge, invest with skill. Thanks for listening to the Property Magic Podcast. To get this week's show notes, please visit www.propertymagicbook.co.uk forward slash podcast.